Welcome to Stephen Brogan Cortez presents the Why the F Not podcast, episode 26. Ooh, we're getting serious now. Come on in. No, shh. Come on, just let it play. Alright, y'all, here we go. Mm, ready? Seven, nine, four, zero, one. Hope y'all have been jotting down all those numbers I've been randomly, quote unquote, spewing out before every episode. I mean, could they be the coordinates to the $5 million Why the F Not podcast prize? I don't know. It could be. Don't. I'm just kidding. It's not. Don't you dare. Find coordinates from those numbers. I and then you go, wait. If you go somewhere though with those coordinates and you find some shit, I don't want you to give me like a percentage or anything. No, no, no. Finders keeper, homie. Just let me know. That'd be cool, man. What's the fun? What's the crazy shit you ever found? Huh? What's the crazy shit you ever found? One time I found. I found my vulnerability inside myself. Oh man, what is this? Is this today Friday? We got to the end of the week, y'all. Jesus, these week, these days just—I don't know about y'all, but these days are just blending into one another. I'm trying to stay up to date with all the shit going on in the world, but I'm enjoying playing Warzone, man. Who else? Who else is playing Warzone out there, man? That's all I'm doing, man. I mean, you lose your job. You start doing something else, right? Like I like right now, I got, like I'm I'm chilling with unemployment. Thank God, like thank you for all that time working at Disney. Thank you, Disney, take care of me, Uncle Sam. But um, fuck, I feel frozen, y'all. I feel frozen, man. I feel I feel like Anna at the end of Frozen One, you know, frozen with my heart, heart intact, but it's still beating. And I just need, I just need Stephen Sondheim to come and give me a kiss and be like. Come on, let's go. Let's go do a musical. Come here, you just... Steven Sondheim just gave me another kiss. He's like, come here, Steven. Let's just, let's just, let's just go do a show. And I'll be like, oh my God, you melted me. A true love's kiss. Thank you, Steven Sondheim. Mm-hmm. Bet your ass the coffee's still here. Still taking submissions for um, for uh, Starbucks to... to um, to get sponsorship on this show. I mean, look, I know things are hard right now. Things are really hard, so I understand. You know, Starbucks, you might need a little, a little bit more coverage. You know, and I want to. I'll, I'll be your. I'll be your bitch. I'll be your bitch. Come on. Be like here, Stephen. Promote this new fucking creamer. Take the cream. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> I'll be like, take our new fucking roast blend. Okay, I'll take the roast blend. I'm just getting your Xbox. Come on, sponsor me. You know what? I will talk. You know, fuck that. I'm just going to talk about the new Xbox, even if I buy it or not. I don't give a shit. I love that thing. I'm so excited. PS5. Okay. Wow. I always wanted my Trapper Keeper to play video games. I'm just kidding. Who knows what a Trapper Keeper is? I never had one in the school because that's a little too old for me even. We had three ring binders and whatnot, but we didn't have no Trapper Keeper. I think Trapper Keeper was the 80s, right? All my 80s babies out there. Make some noise in your car or at your house. Just You ever just scream? You ever just in your house by yourself and just, like the song says, with a rebel yell? She cried more and more and more. 
You ever just scream in your house? Give that rebel yell in your house just because you're bored? Just a little bored, so you're like, you're like, ah, I'm gonna start screaming now. Ah, I'm bored. Did that the other day. It was very freeing. No pillow, like no pillow, like you know how people do the pillow thing. You put a pillow on your face and then you scream. I didn't do that. I just started yelling. It was great. Gave my girlfriend no warning. Just started yelling. Freaked her out a little bit. It was great. It was great. Really killed like three minutes for us. It was wonderful. Great time to kill time. Great time to kill time. But it's Friday, y'all. It's Friday. We made it. It's Friday. Friday. Yo, man. Even that chick, Rebecca Black, is on TikTok, man. And I'm not. Look. I'm not here to, like, dog on anyone. You know, like, you know, bitch at anyone for doing, you know, stuff on the face. You know, you do a little lipo. Do a little, the little squit squit here. A little shot shot there. A little stretch stretch here. Cool. Live your best life, honestly. Live your best life. Is that my stomach? You shut the fuck up, stomach. You are getting coffee. That's your substance for the day until at least 3 p.m. And then you get a cracker. I'm totally fucking kidding. That's not what happens. I love food. I got a full bag of beans. Red Salvadorian beans ready to make into soup. I got some queso fresquito. Dude, who does that shit? Here we go. Ready? We're going to talk about the way I make my bean soup, my mama's recipe. Here we go. Ready? Get the beans. You first you boil the water. You put the beans in the water. No, you let the water in there first. You boil it together. I don't fucking know. I put it in together. I boil it together. And then I just stir it up. I stir it up. I add, once, it, once it reaches that boiling point, you put the garlic in. Not too much. Put the salt in. And then just that baby. Let that baby steep. Let's steep. Not steep. What the fuck is the word? The word is you let simmer. God damn it. English is hard. You let that you let that baby simmer. Let that big pot of beans simmer. And then you know what you do? You just check on it every 20 minutes or so. Pero que no se te queman los frijoles. Dios mío, bendito, si me queman los frijoles, ya van a ver. Dude, that's the fucking sound my mom would always make. <laughs> Sounds like she's running out of bread. She's like, Steven, ¿qué hiciste? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, I was talking to a friend, right? And I was talking to my mom. I was talking to my mom about, like, certain shit she went through back in the day in El Salvador. I, I said friend because I was like, I don't know if I want to take, talk about my mom about this stuff. It's personal. But I'm going to take everything about her life. But I was talking to her, and she was getting a little freaked out. My mom was getting a little freaked out because she was like, she was like, fuck, like, Neil, I don't remember certain things. I feel like my mind is like, I don't know. It freaks me out. She got, she got genuinely scared that she couldn't remember a few things. And then, like, you know what? That's a thing. Older, like she's not old, old, old. And I don't. She's like, oh, fuck. You know, it's really hard to, f- to figure out how old my mom is. When like years ago, she was like, I'm forty. I'm, I'm happy birthday. Yay, forty, another year. Woo. So it's like, mom, how old are you? But I think she, she, God, how old's my mom? God, I forgot. I forgot. She's forty. I love you, mama. You're forty. I'm not gonna remember your age. Age is but a number, baby. Age is but a number. It's in your mind. Are you 34, mom? You stay 34. But so she was telling me she just, you know, she's getting freaked out about this. And I saw she was genuinely freaked out. And then I started asking her, like, what things don't you remember? Like, what is there a certain time you don't remember? 
And a lot of it correlates to to when she was back in El Salvador, like a little bit of it back in El Salvador. Now a little bit of it over there. And then some stuff when we were back here, when she was in the States, she had me when she was just me and her. And then I told her, Mom, did you know that our brains will purposefully keep certain memories away from us to protect us? Repressed memories. Like, you don't, like, it's, I don't know if it's for protection per se, but I mean, like, you know, traumatic events happen or you go through a, a really hard period of your life. Like I told my mom, I was like, look, if you don't remember a lot of the things that were going on when it was just me and you, like when it was just a single mom and her little boy trying to just make ends meet, telling him, no, he can't have McDonald's because, you know, we got no money for it. And also they put babies in the food. She didn't know that. I think she did. She was like, no, mio, we can't have bebes. I have in the comida. I have in the comida. I have but it was hard for her. I can't even imagine. I can't imagine being my mom raising a kid at that age. My mom was really young after my dad died. My dad died. It was just her, me and her. And then we tried. she tried living with her brothers and her sister with me to make it easier. But we didn't because I was just a lot to handle. And we realize now that it was probably ADHD. So we know that now. My mom used to have a saying for me. She'd be like, I te pican las manos, verdad? Like, your hands are just fucking itchy, aren't they, huh? They're just, you just want to touch everything. Fucking just nosy, just, it's curiosity in my ADHD. Yo, if my mom, if, like, back in the day they had fidget spinners, ooh, bet you, I have one now. I have, like, two of them. I love those things. My hands need to be, like, even when I'm having conversations with my girlfriend, what, they don't even have to be tense. Like, if it's just me sitting down and just listening to her, right? I just, like, I, I rock a little bit, maybe, or my hands start fidgeting or something, you know what I mean? And it just, and sometimes I just gotta, if I notice that I'm fidgeting my hands, or, like, I'm just, me pican las manos, like, I have to play with something, right? I, I gotta force myself, will myself, to take a breath. Battery running low, hold up, y'all, we might lose the recording, because somebody... Somebody is a big doof. Didn't plug in the laptop. And we're fine. We're back. Oh, Lord. But, yeah, so I, I started telling my mom about, you know, what repressed memories are. And that, like, when we were, when it was just me and her, you know, back in the day. And, uh, it, like, I told her, like, Mom, those must have been really hard times for you. I mean... I mean, no wonder you don't remember them. You're probably just in, like, heightened survival mode. I mean, it's not survival mode like in El Salvador where like I don't know if y'all have seen the movie Voces Inocentes a beautiful fucking film such a great movie showed it to Steph and geez we were just like, I was a hot mess at the end she was crying throughout the movie but me I kinda with that movie especially man I fucking I hold in the tears till the end man oh I hold tears into the end I'm like we're not out of this yet like you ever get like that you watch a really intense film like dramatic right and there's, you have all these emotions being invoked within you. Like you want to cry, you're angry, you're, you're this, you're that. You know, like movies that really just stir emotions within you, right? I like to wait till the end for certain movies, especially Voices Inocentes. Now let me tell you, I don't know if I've talked about this movie. Probably have. I love this movie. It's great. Voces Inocentes. I gotta get the actual information for it though, because I don't want to just start talking out of my butt. 
That'd be a good a good show. I just started talking out of my butt. Hi, this is Steven's butt. Steven's butt reporting in, letting you know everything's everything's a okay over here. Nothing too crazy over here. Feeling uh feeling healthy. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna let my my butt do the talking anymore. Here we go. Okay. Voces Inocentes is a 2004 Salvador Salvadoran Salvadoran. Salvadoran? Is that how you say it? Like, I'm not... Salvadorian. Wow. They're coming for us, y'all. They know. Spread the truth. Know the truth. They're lying to you. They're coming for me. Know the truth. Know the truth. I don't know. Could you even hear the helicopter, y'all? There's a helicopter flying over. That's being all dramatic. Hold up. Shut up. Time out. Is, is that really how you say what? Salvadoran? Salvadoran. Salvadoran. Wait, time out. Is that really... What do you call Sal- people from El Salvador? Oh, what do you call people from El Salvador? You don't say Salvadorans. You do? Wait, no. No, that's what... Wikipedia is telling me that. Salvadorans, also known as... Okay, also known as Salvadorians. Or... Salvadorians. Okay, so two different spellings of Salvadorians. I-A-N and E-A-N are people who identify with El Salvador. Okay, so both. Salvadoran just sounds weird. Salvadoran. Oh, you're Salvadoran. Salvadoran. You're from El Salvador. You're El Salvadoran. That just sounds weird. I'm going to correct it. I'm just going to say it. So here we go, back from the beginning. Voces Inocentes. Voces Inocentes is a 2004 Salvadorian war film directed by Luis Mandoki. The plot is set during the Salvadorian Civil War and is based on written on writer Oscar Torres's childhood. Yeah, man. Oscar Torres is based off his childhood. God damn. The film serves as a general commentary on the military use of children. The film serves as a general commentary on the military use of children. The movie also shows injustice against innocent people who are forced to fight in the war. It follows the story of the narrator, a boy named Chava. Dude, and this little boy, like, they cast him so effing well, man. And you look at the cast list of this movie, like, the cast list of this movie, and you see who's in this movie. And a lot of them, like, I think the boy who played Chava is still acting and stuff. But, like, it's just, ah, oh, it's just so, you know who's in the movie? Oh my God, Steph caught this out, and at first I was like, "No, nah, you're being a little racist, Steph. You're being a you're just you're just, you're just you're just thinking all brown people look the same. That's that's fucked up, Steph." And she was like, "No, really, look." So there's this guy in Voces Inocentes. He's like part of, he's part of the rebellion. He's like friends with Chava's Chava's uncle and shit. And um, and Stephanie sees him, and he goes, and she's like, "That he looks familiar." He, he looks like he believes in science. And I was like, what? And she goes, look, it's a, it's a Skeletor from Nacho Libre. And I was like, no fucking way. Because, like, I, I didn't recognize him. He looked all, like, fucking, like, Che guevara out and stuff. Like, rebellion fucking, you know, like, all cool, like, just dirty and shit. And I'm like, no, that's not him, baby. That's not him. Baby, not all brown people look alike. Stop it. Stop it. She's like, no, check it out, check it out, check it out. And so we went on, we went on IMDb, and lo and behold, it's the same motherfucker, dude. Oh my god! Like, talk about 
a, a versatile actor, dude. Jesus. So if you, if you if you like if you like our boy, you know what? Let me go to IMDb. Let me go to IMDb. I am the baby. That's what IMDb stands for. I am the baby. Because if you if you notice, IMDb the the B is smaller, in IMDb. It's I am the baby. I am the baby. It's like it drops down. I am the baby. I'm just kidding. It stands for International Movie Database. But if I got the name, it'd be called I am the baby. Anyways, yeah. See, the guy the guy who played Travis doesn't even have an IMDb like photo and stuff. It's so fucking good. He was in the perfect game though. I believe that was with was that with one of our favorite actors? What's his name? What's his name? We don't like him anymore, I think. <laughs> Never mind, I don't know who's in this movie. I'm gonna have to watch this now. But Voces Inocentes, let me get the guy's name who I'm telling you about. Let me let me tell you, y'all, you're about to be educated. Te va a gustar, te va a gustar, hermano, hermanito, te va a gustar, come get educated. His name was Rata, too, so that's gonna be easy. Oh, Uncle Beto. But let's see. Ba, 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 ba. El Chofer, Fito, Chele, Marcos, Ricardito, Rosita. Oh, fuck, dude. I'm just looking at these characters and I'm like, oh, I remember. I remember what happens to that character. Oh, Raton. Hector, he, uh, Hector Jimenez. There he is, dude. Hector Jimenez. Dude, it's him, man. He was in Nacho Libre and he was also in Voces Inocentes, dude. Sin nombre. Dude, that'd be the dream, right? Like, honestly, like. That's I, I don't know how to get into that marketplace of filmmaking. You know, like I want to make Spanish films. I want to make films in Spanish. God, I want to make. I want to be a part of uh, of musicals in Spanish. Holy God! Like, how can we do more of that here? That's what I want. I'm putting that into the universe right now. I'm putting it in right now because they say you know whatever you project into the universe, it'll, that's what you. Okay, look, one of my favorite books of all time, The Alchemist. In the book, it says, when you really, truly want something in your heart, like when you, in your heart of hearts, when you want something, the universe will conspire in your favor. Hmm? When you truly want something with all your heart, the universe will conspire in your favor. So I'm putting it out there right now. I want to be in a Spanish film. I want to be in Spanish TV. I want to be in Spanish musicals, Spanish theater. I want to do more Spanish work. Like, I want to do original Spanish work, tell those fucking stories that need to be told. Like, let's go, my dude. Let's go. But anyways, back to Voces Inocentes. Is there... Okay, so... There's nothing else to... Hold up. <sighs> I'm a little lightheaded. I got really, really excited about the whole Spanish work. That'd be fucking fun to do. But what are we going to do right now? I'm really angry now. I got really upset because we can't do anything because we're stuck at home because of COVID. And I just saw a movie trailer for some song, for some movie called Songbird that apparently is about fucking. Oh. I just played the trailer. What the? Jesus, when you just hear the neighbors playing their music, and you're just like, hey guys, turn it up, dog. Turn it up, dog. Turn it, I turn it, I turn it, I turn it up, dog. Is that not it? Movie 2021. Here we go. Songbird. A 
I think this is it. Are y'all ready? Y'all, you are not ready for this trailer right now. I think I should play it on the on the phone so y'all can hear it. You, you, you just need to listen to this, y'all, because this... Go check it out right now if you can. We're going to listen to it right now on the podcast together as a unit, as a team. But Songbird trailer for 2021. This is a movie coming out, y'all. And if you still don't think that conditioning via TV and film is a thing, okay, must be nice to live by denial, which is not just a river in Egypt. But anyways, here we go. Listen closely. Couple talking via via the chat. Oh, he was outside her door. Mm. Hold on, let me go back real quick. So, in that trail in the beginning, it was a guy and a girl being like, I love you, I want to kiss you, and he's outside her door. He can't see her because of the pandemic. Someday. And you see closed roads everywhere Highland Avenue and Hollywood Bowl. Like, legit, y'all. The one oh fucking one, you know that pass. When we're driving on the one oh one, where you're about to, when you're in the middle of all like the, the mountains, and you're about to hit LA, and you see like the Hollywood Bowl and stuff. Like you see all that right now, closed, empty. Like Santa Monica, a shot of Santa Monica, just completely like the the the, the Ferris wheel is like a quarter of it's gone. And let's see what else. It says deaths this year and counting, eight million. 400,010. Guys. Tensions rise as we enter the 213th week of lockdown. Grim new reality emerges. COVID-23 has mutated. Thermal scan. Thermal scan normal. A horrifying new development today. Confirms the virus attacks the brain tissue. LG Wing being promoted like crazy in this movie. It's terrifying. Military everywhere. You hear that? Hold on, listen again. Dude, quarantine camps? Excuse me? you do they took her neighbor it... michael bay producing this oh no Dude, there's tents on the freeway, dude. Sometimes we have to do things we don't want to survive. I'm trying to save the one person left in my life. Dude, watch this trailer, please. I can't help you. What you're talking about is illegal. 
That's fucking terrifying, y'all. I mean, life imitating art, imitating life. Huh? Like, what in the world? That movie's coming out in 2021. That means they've been working on it this year. Like, or could you imagine they're like, nah, nah, we filmed this like three years ago. We've been really weird about when to take it out. We thought this was a joke. Why'd you pick COVID? Oh, I mean, this, there was COVID everywhere. This flu. I mean, I, we thought it was a safe bet. Terrifying, y'all. Terrifying. Making a movie right now about COVID-23. Like, I just... Mm. Conditioning. They're getting us ready. They're getting us mentally prepared to live in camps. I'm just kidding. I hope they don't. I don't want to live in a camp. Just let me be in my room. <sighs> Do what... <sighs> like, it's so hard... To say this is all some conspiracy hoopla, like those QAnon people, you know, like being like, oh, it's a fake epidemic or dude, where the QAnon people lose me and where I start freaking out. I'm like, what are you talking about? Is when they start talking about Trump being the hero of all this, man. That's the freaky part. That is the freaky part right there. You should just watch some QAnon stuff for fun, y'all. If you're just like, ah, I have a free afternoon. I watch some QAnon stuff. Dude, did you? Oh, my God. Did y'all know? That the press secretary of the president, let me get, let me, let me Google, let me, let me search this on DuckDuckGo just to make sure. But the press secretary of the pre, of the White House, right? Let me see, let me see. Uh, White House press secretary banned from Twitter. Oh, my little boy's asthma, my little boy asthma. Check it out. Here we go. Here we go. New York Post. So the White House press secretary locked out of Twitter for sharing post of the Hunter Biden story. Now check it out. The press secretary. Let me just find out the true truth right here. The press secretary wasn't posting some like conspiracy stuff. Good morning. Uh... The press secretary wasn't like, I think the press secretary posted a story from the New York Times. I Let me see. White House press secretary Kaylee McKinney, 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 on Wednesday was locked out of her personal Twitter account for sharing the Post's bombshell cover story on Hunter Biden's alleged hard drive and an email linking Joe Biden to his son's job at a Ukrainian energy company. Now. Let me see the posts article. Let me see, we have determined that this account violated the Twitter rules. The network said, highlighting her prior tweet with a link to the posts article. But I think she was this is a story. This is a story reported by the New York Post and Fox News was with the Biden campaign. Notably, uh, that's what uh, so uh, some scary shit, man. Like I'm not. I'm not here to, t- I already voted, okay? Get off my back. I voted already, so you can't tell me to vote. But with, like, with Twitter, like, okay. And this is all hearsay that I'm just regurgitating from the Joe Rogan podcast and all the shit that they've been talking about. But when I found out that people are being just banned and blocked out of Twitter and Facebook and whatnot, like, I'm not, okay, I'm all about, you know, fighting against hate speech. I'm all about fighting against people rousing up group bigger groups of people to commit violence i'm against that i'm against that like but it feels as if freedom of speech is now being 
being being violated here as if as if the twitter sphere the instagram sphere the facebook sphere is not u.s constitution valid ground i suppose did you poop buddy oh you got it thanks babe like that those things aren't like they don't fall under the first amendment right of free speech now, should the First Amendment be amended, changed up a little bit so it includes social media? Should it? That's a good question. Again, I don't want neo-Nazis on Facebook to be, to be hawking around some anti-Semitic garbage, you know what I mean? I don't want that. I don't want that at all. But then again, you know, like, hey, like, what are we going to do? Block everyone out? Like, it, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, um, weird line we're playing in. I don't know. And I, I, I say we, but I'm not fucking playing this. So I'm just like, so wh- where, wh- who are the big players here? I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't have enough cannabis in my system to, to uh, have this conversation. Back to um, Voces Inocentes. So this movie's beautiful, y'all. This movie's really beautiful. So check it out. This movie's about a little boy named Chava living in El Salvador. He's a... Salvadoreño boy. He's a Salvadoran boy. Salvadoran. I'm still not past that. So he's a Salvadorian boy. And uh, he lives in like the poor side of El Salvador. So like El Salvador is a poor country, sure. But there's like, if you live closer to like the city, like in the, like San Salvador, it's not, it's, it's, it's way better. Like if, like, especially then it was safer. That's why my mom wasn't really affected too heavily when it came to all the tension and violence that happened in El Salvador during this time because it was really a, so Rosa Inocente is a movie that comments on children being used in military because they would literally go once a child turned 12 I think it was 12 yeah but once they turned 12 they were able to take the children from school they would literally the military would storm into a school have a have the, the the lead of the military go up like in the middle of the square of the school's little like little quad area with the principal and the principal had a list of names and the list of names are the boys who have turned 12 and are now ready to go battle and that's what it would be it would be them going and taking them just to go fight what's that hold up I swear to God, man, these this microphone and like everything right like I just hear like it's right next to me. Like what? I hear what do you guys hear that music? That's my neighbors. I don't think I can you hear it? Dude. I should get some soundproofing stuff here. I wanna get like a like I did, I'm just in my little corner of my living room right now. That's where my desk lives. So you could do this too. You too could be a podcaster, huh? So little Chava, so the, the boys are all, you know, freaking out because Chava sees his friends being taken away. Chava even sees a boy who's younger than 12. He's like 10, 11. Very, he's not, none of these boys are old enough to go into the military. But this boy, come on, he's 10, 11 years old. What are you doing? But the reason why they take him is because while all the, little, all the boys are being called one by one, this little butthole trips one of the little boys who's being taken away. Trips him. The general sees it and goes, Get in line. And it's like, fuck, man. Why you take he's a little shit, but 
I take him away. Take him. I'm just kidding. No, no. Like, God. It was, it was, anyways. So Java lives in the poorer side of El Salvador. Like I said, he's outside the city. A lot of villages are outside the city near maybe rivers and stuff. So you can do the washing of their clothes. Maybe they have electricity. They probably don't have any electricity. It's one of those poor areas. Fucking beautiful, though. Like, my mom's grandma lived. Oh, no, my mom's. No, no, my mom's. Blah, blah, blah. My mom's grandma's sister. So her aunt. Yeah, my mom's aunt. She, she, uh, she lives in a place called El Tortuguero, and that's like the countryside of El Salvador. And where she lives, they have like, like a wire coming in, and I don't know if that's a TV wire. I don't know where they get their power from, but it's like a ranch. It's like it's a, it's a very, it's a, just a simple ranch. You know what I mean? Homie comes back. My cousin comes back with a freaking armadillo. He caught. I'm like, we're we're eating that. That's cool. You look all dirty, bro. Like, homie came back full of dirt because he had to get this armadillo. God, it's impressive. Oh, who's so beautiful in El Salvador? So in El Salvador, you got some, what, what, not, not wayava trees, dude. Wayavas are beautiful and they're amazing. And I love wayavas, but it was a jocote tree. That was a jocotes, man. You literally climb up these trees, man. And jocotes are so, like, I don't even know how to, how to describe jocote. I don't even know how to describe it. I can't even think about it because I can think about are the leaves because you can eat the leaves. So what I would do is that so my, my my smaller cousin, he would climb up this tree like a fucking monkey, like no shoes. Like homie was like built, you know what I mean? Not even, not even built like buff. But he was built to climb trees. Like homie was like just using his hands and his feet just to climb up. And I'm like, damn, I'm a soft little American boy. I can't do shit. Let me fall a couple times. Let me, let me get a little beaten up. But he would climb up the tree, and I'd climb up with him, but I wouldn't be as high as him because, again, I'm a soft American boy. So I climb up with him, and we both have, like, little piles of salt in our hand. And legit, guys, legit guys, 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 you know what we would do? We'd grab these leaves, dab a little salt, and in the mouth. Mmm. Shit was good. My cousin warned me, though. He's like, hey, careful of eating too much. You're going to poop green. And I knew he was right. I should have listened to him. So they would take the kids from the schools straight into the military, y'all. And then they would also, uh, there was also, so I, in these stories, there's always like a priest. There's always a priest who, who's protecting the children, who's protecting the village, who's protecting the people, you know what I mean? Because like the military, you know, like they're monsters, right? They, they take children, they, they teach children to kill other kids and stuff. But the one thing that the military doesn't do well, it's not until later on in the movie, but they don't fuck with the priests. They don't fuck with the religious people. They're like, nah, like respect for that person, sure, sure, sure. But at one point, though, the priest just crosses the line, and they, and they straight up just they just kill him. They beat him, dude. They beat him. They close the church. They don't allow the people to go to church on Sunday. That's usually like the safest place they can go to. Like people look like when you're living in a war-torn country like this, man, right now, like at that time when it was going through a civil war, Church is your only safe place. Church is where you want to go, man. But they close it down. So then we have, uh, we have, let me see, the priest. Oh, the chofer, dude. So the chofer, man. So Cheva wants to get a job to help his mom because his mom makes clothes and they try to sell it at the store, but no one buys it. So Cheva tries to, Cheva tries to get a job, and he does. He gets a job as a, as a. Um, okay, so in El Salvador. 
the buses don't have so when you're when you're when you're getting you know, on the metro here and you're getting on the bus right in front of the bus like on the head of the bus right in the face of the bus you see like a little sign on top of the windshield and that sign tells you where it's going right you're like oh i gotta go to no hollywood this is my bus my no hollywood bus let's go let's go well in el salvador they don't have that they, they just got just fucking just i don't know where they get these trucks these are probably these are probably hand-me-downs from america honestly like america's like we have all this leftover shit what do we do let's just throw it all over to the poorer countries below us and just give it to them i don't know um but chava gets a job as a uh okay so there's no signs right so the way that people know where a bus is going is that usually that as the bus is driving around there's a little boy or someone usually a little boy like head out of the door so you know like the the doors that open up on a bus it's wide open and the kid's just hanging out one arm hanging on inside the van half his body outside the the, the gosh darn flipping bus and he's just screaming al centro centro al centro al centro centro you know going to town going to center going to the center going to the town center going to town center who wants to come town center and then people people like you you have to listen like, if you're looking for the bus, like, oh, man, fuck, it's just so great, dude. I remember being in El Salvador with my mom, and we're just in this, so it was, was kind of like a flea market. I don't know if it was, it was just a regular market, but it was just packed. It was a packed market, y'all. And they were selling horchata in bags. They were selling water in bags. Fuck, yeah, in bags, man, in plastic bags. Like, they would just put them in, the horchata in there with the straw. You just tie it up. There you go. Two quarters. Thank you very much. People selling pupusas. Pupusas a la cora, dude. Come on, dude. You can't mess with that, dude. When pupusas are just a quarter, mmm, mmm, dude. So, so we'd just be standing there, right, just like in the midst of all the people, and like you have to listen as the buses are coming in. You know, centro, centro. You know, you know where we going? La, la marqueta, marqueta. You know, like wherever we're going, like the buses are just moving, y'all. They're moving. You want to call them down? You better get that hand up, y'all. You better wave that bus driver down. Hopefully, they see you. And sometimes, so we got the big buses, but then we got microbuses, we got microbuses, smaller buses, basically just a van. It's just a van that they souped up to put extra seats in there. And what I mean, like legit, they put like little, little fold out seats that are just like on the, on the walls of the van. They just flop down and you have like fucking 12 people in a fucking mini bus. And that's how you get to know people, man. That's how you talk to people. Everyone here, like, I don't know. I feel like in this country, we're getting even more so because of COVID. But, like, a handshake's weird. A high is weird, man. Saying hi to someone's fucking weird. Do you ever do that? You're walking around your neighborhood and you just go, hi. People might give you a weird-ass fucking look. Like, what the right other person? They're weird. This country's weird, man. This country is, like, I love this country. Like, I was born here. I'm lucky to be here. Like, it could be, I could be working in the in the jade mines in Burma. Like, I could be been one of those little boys in El Salvador, you know, being picked up for the military at 12 years old. I wasn't, so I know I'm blessed. That being said, because we're so lucky, because we're so safe, has that benefited us in a personal level? Has that benefited us? Or has that has that hindered us in some way? Like in, when it comes to the individual, right? Like they say, like suffering makes a person stronger. Like going through hardship, like hardship makes you makes you uh, grow more strong. I don't know what the fuck the word is, but it makes you more resilient, right? Like the, they were showing this thing on the uh, what's his face on movie film theory. He's talking about saw. Talking about like is is uh, is jigsaws. 
is Jigsaw's theory of uh, of life appreciation right or wrong? You know, is he right? You know, if people going through people who go through some hard life, not altering, but like people go through some serious traumatic events, they learn how to live a better life. They learn how to appreciate more. And he, I get, I think if if I remember correctly, film theory concluded that Jigsaw was right because there were actual tests done. Where they not they didn't torture people, but they talked to people who've gone through you know either either near death experiences or have gone through some serious you know hardships in their life, whatever it is, right? They had those people in one group, and then they had a control group of people who just didn't who more or less had a you know it was an easier life, quote unquote, for lack of a better word, it was an easier life. And they showed that the people that went through some crazy trauma in their lives, they were more empathetic, they were more uh, they were more uh, grounded they were more not grounded but they were just more in the moment if you will able to connect or whatnot like i just like it just makes you aware like when you realize how precious life is it just makes you aware of everything else around and makes you appreciate everything else around you know what i mean when your life when your life is uh, a little too simple i feel or not too simple when it's a little too easy uh you just get stuck in your head anxiety goes up i don't know when you have nothing to worry about you, you, does your mind make shit up to worry about i don't know I don't know. Uh, I had I had I had this one person in my life. I don't know. I think I think he just had an easy life. I think his life was just a little too easy, and like he just had a bitch and moan about something. Honestly, I don't know. Like I've gone through some hard shit in my life. Like I lost a little brother. I've lost another brother. Not not my blood brother, but like my my friend brother lost him. Horrible, tragic, motorcycle accident. You know, live like Lance. You know, I love you, Lance, buddy. You know, I've gone through some shit, man. Seeing my mom going, like, from guy to guy because guys are stupid. And my mom was like, peace out. You want to commit to me? I'm going to keep my kids. Bye. Bye. My mom was independent, y'all. She was like, bye. You want to be with me? Then be with me, dog. Don't be a little bitch. But then she met some asshole. And damn, some motherfucker asshole. There's always an asshole, y'all. I got through that shit. You know, we all get through it. We got to fucking figure it out. I don't know. I just, whenever I go through some really hard shit... I kind of just think about my mom and I kind of think what she went through and that I got here because of her and I can't, I don't know, I get upset about this sometimes when I'm sad, you know, in that really dark place when I feel like I'm not the reason why I am choosing to be here, choosing to be happy. Like, I'm not the reason. I always think about my siblings. I think about my mom. I think about all those experiences. I think about all of that, you know? I think about the, how they'd feel if, like, because, like, I've been in dark places before where I'm just like, ah, suicide feels kind of good. No, no, it doesn't. No, no, no. Where, like, the dark thoughts start fucking talking to you and shit. But, no, I start realizing, no, like, I start thinking, like, I don't want my, my siblings to feel that pain. I don't want my mom to feel that pain. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that to them. I got to learn how to live my best life for me because of what she's done, man. Like, my mom immigrated here before she was 18, she she left her home. Can you imagine? Well, many of you can imagine living your leaving your home at seventeen or so, going to college. But I mean, like, can you imagine going to a new country at seventeen? Just going to a new country to start a new life. You're not going to college. You're not going to something that's set for you that you're safe. You're going into the straight fucking unknown. Illegal, not illegal immigrant. Yeah, don't you? She fucking my mom's crazy. She's like, yeah, I remember the guy out there. Got to pick this up. And I fucking, fucking walked from Tijuana to SD. And I was like, you walked from Tijuana to SD? 
excuse me? She's like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. We just went through the mountain. It was great. We didn't take the long way. We didn't take the highway. We take, just went through the fucking... She walked through the desert, probably. My mom's crazy, man. And she made it here. She's a citizen. She got herself a business now. My mom's a badass motherfucking bitch. Like she, mm, she badass, man. Don't fuck with, with Maria Yesenia. No, fuck off, dog. My mom cleaned houses for a while, man. My mom cleaned houses. She was taking care of other kids and me. Sometimes I would go with her. And I would shine silver with her. It's the kind of shit that just you just do, man. Like thinking back now, I don't know. I, I just I, I don't think I processed it, the comparison, right, of like being one who doesn't have as much material wise, but then going to a place where it seems like they have an abundance of material. You know what I mean? I never felt that that affect me on the surface, at least negatively, but it did kind of just like. <clears throat> lay dormant in the back of my head like I just always felt like I'm not going to be enough without money I'm not going to be enough without stuff and I just want to break out of that thought you know I want to break out of that that mindset that's just it's 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 suffocating you know what I mean <sighs> man I don't know how long we've been doing this let's see how how long are we in oh my god we're already at 45 minutes guys what a great podcast for a Friday for a Friday come on for this is pretty damn good for a Friday I think we're gonna call it here, y'all. Um, hey, thanks for thanks uh, for coming out. Outro's coming in soon. I'm having a little fun with the fade out, so maybe I'll just keep talking until I completely fade out. And I'll see you later, okay? And don't forget, you are enough. You are more than enough. It's amazing how enough you are. All right, don't forget. All right, to the outro. Yo, what up, y'all? We've made it to the outro. Thanks for making it this far. This is Stephen Brogan Cortez. Don't forget to follow the YDF Not Podcast. Get your episodes daily, Monday through Friday, Saturdays and Sundays. I like to chill. Check me out on Twitch, pro underscore brogues. Check me out on Instagram, Stephen underscore Brogan underscore Cortez. And don't forget, you are listening to Stephen Brogan Cortez presents the YDF Not Podcast. Take care of yourself, fam. Bye.